Yes. You need to be able to use a hammer. If you could, and if, by the way, if you could do all these things, email us. <laughs>people ask us they're like so what does it take to get into the audio industry the headphone industry like, how do know, i get involved if i want a job like yeah. you know in, in at abyss or, or wherever you know how do i do that and usually i guess you see it's mostly seems to be college students they sometimes they even include a resume say so here's mm-hmm. i'm taking engineering yep i'm taking this and i'd like i'd like to get involved in now what we what they really mean is they want to come and learn all our secrets you know oh mm. yeah but but beyond that, of course, that doesn't work like that. But beyond that, <laughs> um, well, it's a good question. I mean, you know, you could now we have to assume that you're not getting into it as in like you're starting a business because like there's a lot to talk about there. Okay, because that have to be a different video. Yeah, you may want to like not do that. And, you know, that's that you're gonna have to work up to that. Mm. So let's talk about just getting a gig first. You know, with um, getting involved in the audio industry. Yeah. You start with just emailing everybody in the audio industry and asking for a job. Start there. Yeah, you could. <laughs> That's yeah. not a bad start. Maybe someone will. Yeah. It's probably effective. It's like, hire me, please. Mm. Here's my yeah. resume. It's far from a sure thing, but if you don't do it, you're pretty much sure not to get a job in the audio industry. And if you do do it, there's a small chance you, you might. So, I don't know. I guess that's the start. We've gotten emails from guys with MBAs, and it's like, well, why the hell do you want to work here? We don't, yeah. we don't need an MBA. We really don't. We we already got the business side figured out. <laughs> right. We're so selling the product. Point. We need people to make the product, mm-hmm. not an MBA. You do need to have relevant skills. And obviously that's going to depend on the size of the company and what it is they do. Um, but generally speaking, a good start for most companies is some sort of engineering degree or experience. Um, usually that's a pretty good fit in most spaces. Pretty much everybody's always looking for more of that. Yeah, engineering is a good start. Yeah. Anything, anything technical background would be a great start. The trouble is there really isn't like a headphone manufacturing degree. Mm. Yeah. So there's not going to be a whole lot of direct things, but there's a lot of things that have pretty good overlap that give you some useful insight and kind of give you a little kickstart. And really what most companies are going to be looking for isn't necessarily a degree. The degree doesn't really mean that much for the most part. It just means... Hopefully, you were able to get through the program, and maybe you'd be able to be useful in that company as well if, if you have some technical understanding experience or the ability to, to push through. But um, most people are just looking for someone that's useful, that could provide value, and it is very difficult to convey that. Well, the reality mm-hmm. is that because we're a manufacturer, we're, we're making things. So you got to be able to make things, put things yep. together, assemble, use your hand-eye coordination mm-hmm. tools. But some people don't make things. There's a lot of headphone companies that don't make anything. Well, that's in fact, true. most headphone companies. And if they come ready in a box out of wherever, some yeah. other third world country or whatever. They well, come, it doesn't have to be a third world country, <laughs> but it's very common for other people to have local contractors, vendors or whatever that yeah. manufacture the parts for well, them. Well, honestly, most of the headphones are made in China, right? So you're dealing yeah. with that's where it's coming from. And a lot of times I would assume then if they're made in China... They're boxed and packaged and ready to go. And Ooh, designed in the U.S., though. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, you could do that. Well, yeah, designed so. wherever the country is. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Or wherever. Company. Yeah, yeah, Europe could be anywhere. Yeah. But, yeah, there, there it's more or less you're just shuffling boxes. So now you need more, like, shipping. Oh, logistics. Logistics. Yeah. Well, you still need to design the product. 
Let's you're still in engineering. You're still in design. You still need to run through prototyping and yeah. validation and you all the to, things. You have to interface with whoever's manufacturing in any other country. Yeah. yeah. That it, could be difficult. You could just there. be artsy. You could uh, develop a look, develop the, the packaging, work with them on instructions and But manuals, I would say, though, if you're already a company doing that, you wouldn't probably hire someone to do that, what you're already doing. That's a harder one to so hire the, for, So yeah. the real question is how would so, – so I guess when you think about it, yeah, you're right. In that sense, a company doing that – probably wouldn't be looking for the person we would be looking for because we're making it here. We're looking for different people. Right. Yeah. We're not, we're not buying it from somebody else. We're making it. The simple thing is you need to figure out what the company's doing, what they need, what you could do that will provide that company value. If you have a company or target in mind, but if you just want to get in the audio industry in general, it's pretty easy. Uh, you don't really need anything, but if you want to get hired by a company, you do need to be useful. So... <laughs> Hopefully acquire some vaguely usable skills in industry and then just be active. Uh, forums are a reasonable enough place to start. It's not a surefire thing, but if you have enough exposure, if you're on forums a lot, if you appear to be helpful, uh, it's pretty hard in this industry to find good people. So for the most part, I would imagine companies would notice if they're looking, they would notice somebody that's a standout, that excels, and um, then just be available. Contact people. Say, hey, I'm looking for a job. Do it over and over again. Send, a, send an email out every six months. And don't just give them a resume. Tell them why you want to work there. Tell them your life story. Whatever. Wow. Whatever you think is compelling. Right? Yeah, just no sob stories. That ain't going to work. Oh. No, no, that doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does remind me of a movie, though. What's that? Oh. Billy Madison, actually. Yeah. See? He started out, uh, the, the, the guy that gets the company at the end started out as a bellhop. He's yeah. worked his way up for 30 years. You know, that's the one. You just got to get your foot in the door and then, yeah. you know. Well, that happens in it's a lot like in industry. That happens a lot. I mean, you got people that work their way up into upper management and then ultimately even president, vice president, CEO. But it's 30 or 40 year path. That's the thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's usually the best people in charge because they've seen every level. They know yeah, how right. things are built, how things are designed. Yeah. You know? So it yeah. depends on how the companies run, how they make the products and whatnot. But if it's a reasonably intelligent company, uh, they're going to be looking for something that they're going to be looking for someone that has experience, that has understanding, that has in-depth understanding of the product and how they're made and why to make things a certain way and stuff. So generally speaking, an engineering-focused uh, career would be a good path for that. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, I think we'll just keep it simple. So if people want to know what it takes to, get to, to even get past the first what do you call it? Review process working for what's oh, abyss, right? Okay. You know, somebody submits an application. Yeah. Right. Well, that Say, is hey, the, that's the biggest part. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah. Well, we have to know you exist. Right. Yeah. I guess we'll talk about it more or less from our perspective. Yeah. Let's yeah. look at it from, from yeah. Yeah. Somebody, uh, maybe tongue in cheek. Somebody did all these things. <laughs> somebody has some requisite experience or yeah. let's just say they just graduated or they're going to graduate with some sort of relevant degree. Um, so they presented that maybe they have some of the some well, we appreciable don't skills. Agree. You, could, you could be a high school diploma and be fine too, you right? Just, as long as you show something, right? Yeah. If if you just have a high school diploma and you have no experience, you have well, nothing to show. That. It's it's really hard for someone to say, "Yep, yeah. that's my person," right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you have your extracurriculars, you have hobbies and whatnot, interests, and you you talk in depth about the hows and whys and the th interesting things you're doing, uh, that makes it way more likely that. The employer is going to be interested in you. They, well, you show something that you're capable of doing. Yeah, and our first test would be: Can you hold a hammer? Right. Mm. That kind of is. Yeah, I mean, oddly all right. Enough. Let's see. How that's a good test. Mm -hmm.
Can he, let's, let's see you hit something with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a strange task. If you're like, and it flies out your hand, then okay, first of all, you're probably not a golfer <laughs> and you're probably never hit a nail before. It's a bit of a joke around here, but yeah, yeah we uh, did figure out that uh, having someone that actually knows how to use hand tools is actually profound. Since we are manufacturing, the, it's kind of expected that most people have some intrinsic mechanical understanding they know actually the more the better Mm -hmm. so you better start getting cracking a whip if you never put things together take things apart before because that's extremely important extremely important in a manufacturing environment if you don't know how to put something together then you're wrong you're in the wrong place yeah Mm -hmm. you put all the screws in crooked and Mm -hmm. stuff like that well or strip them off yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's an issue break the screwdriver rounding all the heads off breaking the use a screwdriver for prying things (laughs) right (laughs) well everyone does yeah yeah keith used his knife to pry now it's got cracked the tips cracked off yeah let's see he learned now he did he bet he won't do it again well he has another one and he didn't crack the there you go see so now he's got a bendy knife and he's gonna (laughs) yeah well now he uses it only for pry it's dull and it only pries i turned it into a screwdriver there is sort of (laughs) one underlying trait that most of the employees here have they seem to be enthusiastic about something and oftentimes it's cars automobiles cars if you could fix cars you're in yeah it seems to be if you have a passion for pretty much anything uh, you have a chance <laughs> to be useful in a So now everyone's going to put on a resume, oh, yeah, I fixed cars before. Mm. So you're going to have to prove it. Mm. We're going to need right. you. So a hammer see, test. You're going to need to see you with the wheel off putting new brake pads on. Well, that's too easy. <laughs> that's too easy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, well a water pump? <laughs> Depends on the vehicle. Yeah. Can't be afraid of getting dirty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Because the reality yeah. is sometimes it happens. Yeah. Although around here it's pretty rare, but yeah. Well, depends on what you're doing. Well, if you work in the back with the guys yeah. with the machines. Keith yeah. gets dirty all the time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, you get a little chip clog overflow action. Yeah, and, right. That's true. But, you know, you dry off quick. It's, it's right, warm it's back there. Well, you need you know, a yeah. mop, you know. That's true. And so, yeah, you need to be a mechanic and be able to use a mop. Yeah. Those are two things. The shop's clean, though, like the assembly area, everything. Of course, that's like, yeah. you know, right. if you're, you're in a well-controlled environment in there, humidity, right. temperature, everything, <laughs> you know, filtered air. <laughs> But so yeah, so it depends. It depends. It depends on your skill sets, and uh, you know, well, and each f- company would have different requirements because yeah. they obviously don't make everything the same. You know, so. right? Well, there is this thing about personality too. Hmm. You got to fit in too. See, that's very dependent on the environment. Because we're not a GM plant; we're a small company, so you got five, six people in one right. room. You're going to have to get along together. You that's know? true. You, you can't go and hide somewhere. You can't run. You can't spread out too far. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. yes. Where we are, it's kind of sort of required to get along with everybody because you have to all work together. And you have to get along on a high level. You have to really intrinsically understand what needs to get done and work together to get it done. It, um, it isn't really an environment where you could just stare at the corner all day and work independently. Which adds self. self you got to be self um, Motivated. motivated yeah i mean you got to be able to you know yeah here's what you need to do you do it and mm-hmm. then over time you figure out you know what you got to do you and what everybody around. else is doing so right. you kind of you look around and you start to learn right yeah. what you need to do for the day and you can actually create your own schedule yeah, everybody you can't be watching everybody else making sure they're all doing things because yeah. everybody's got their own stuff to do so yeah, yeah, there I has mean, to be a certain level of intelligence yeah you know where you're like all right, I see you. Oh, by the way, I need six of these for you. Okay, got it. Yeah. And, you know, there's not, not like you got to, you know, keep reminding somebody. You have to have a memory. You have to be organized. You have to have a way to develop the skill set that allows you to do your job independently. Otherwise, yep. if someone's got to be constantly telling you what to do, mm-hmm. 
that means we ain't got time to do what we're doing, <laughs> right? Or whoever, whoever is in charge, you know, doesn't want to have to constantly be supervising. I'm, and I'm, of course, I'm talking to people who, are, if they're just coming out of school, they wouldn't know this because they never worked anywhere. Mm. You know, this whole thing we're talking about, you think about, these are skill sets you learn by working somewhere. Yeah, it's so a personal ex- development Experience type does matter. It, mm-hmm. it can be helpful if you've already had a job. Well, the person matters, without a doubt. If, if it's a person that isn't willing or accustomed to working on themselves, improving themselves, bettering themselves, then it's going to be a problem because um, they may never seek improvement. And unfortunately, the reality is in an, in an environment like this, in a high-end manufacturing environment, you're not going to fit in well if you don't get along well with others. That's just the reality. Right. It's not where we're not slamming out 10,000 units a day and nobody cares as long as you're meeting numbers. That isn't the reality. And I think it's going to be the same in most high-end manufacturing environments. Yeah, this isn't a quantity business. It's a quality right. business. It which, needs to be right. Which brings out attention to detail, too, which we haven't brought up either. You really need to, you need to focus on what you're doing. You need to make sure that everything you do, every step you take, is done the right way. It's, there's no shortcuts here. It's, it doesn't work like that. Well, it also helps to know why you're doing it that way, you know. That's, that's a big thing. Like, I like to right. not only show someone how to physically do something – Show them why they're doing it that way. Yeah, that's so then really they, they, they understand yeah. why it's done that way. Or you run into some variables where this doesn't quite fit that way. So they can adjust for it or compensate for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, just a fixed robotic yeah. thing. Yeah. That's how you, that's you, know? how you make a, a whole bunch of bad parts and yeah. just doing it right. without really knowing why. Yeah. Well, it's not exactly like a, a GM plant here or something like that. Picking on GM right. a little too well, much. Yeah. Ford, yeah, there's, Ford there's one locally. Yeah, I guess we should point yeah. that out. Yeah. <laughs> there's a local one, so you get a different kind of person that works at a place like that. Not to say that's a problem. It's just a very different environment from where we are here, right? It's not about getting the job done. Um, the reality is job can get done multiple ways, and everyone here knows everyone else, of course, and we try to work together to get the best parts possible. So if you see something that somebody else did – and you think it's less than stellar and they don't know the hows and the whys, you could talk to them and say, hey, when I do this, the thing you did causes this problem for me in this way. And maybe you could kind of work together to figure out how to improve the processes. And you expect that to be corrected. Right. It's called teamwork. It's just yeah. teamwork. And, and it's necessary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows that they could talk to anyone else at any point for any reason and say, hey, what you did is not where we need it to be. Yeah. Right. And how can we figure out how to No need to it? be shy around here. <laughs> um, and that's just reality. That happens multiple times every day. So it's continuous correction. Right. And we're not talking about big things like this is broken. It's just this could be a tiny bit better. This could be improved. And that uh, continual improvement is, is key. So all the team members need to be on board and they need to be understanding and kind of sort of unified in the goal of shipping the best headphones possible. And the cool thing is the people we have here currently, everyone that works here is, is, is exactly like that. Yeah. They fit the mold just like that. They they want to do better. They want to know if something's wrong. They want to fix it. They want to make sure. Right. You know, and it's uh, it's critical. And it, it's uh, to what we're doing, to a high-end product, like you said. Well, I know for, like, stuff that I don't do, I like to check on other people when they're doing it to see if there's ways that they can improve it. That Because they're just doing it the way they're doing it. But then, like, sometimes, like, you know you could do this. And, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. Right. Uh, I think stuff. Yeah. for the most part, the employees we have here have been long enough. Everyone gets together pretty well and um, everyone knows that they could go to each other and talk through problems because we've all seen so many problems that we caused or other people caused. And there was always trivial stuff. It's never really big stuff. We're not talking about like 
stuff that's just not working. It's just stuff that people wouldn't really trivial notice things that us. almost nobody would notice that <laughs> yeah. you see room for improvement. And right. it's obvious when you see enough of these things that um, everyone else does have your best interest in mind. We're just trying to make the product easier to put together, uh, more consistent, better quality, and all the positive attributes. And um, at some point, people come to the realization that, yeah, I, I might not know the best way. Um, so having other minds on it is helpful. Having other people talk through a problem can be helpful sometimes. Well, and sometimes people come up with good ideas. Well, particularly, too, because we deal with other vendors that supply this stuff. I mean, the coatings we use are supplied by other vendors. Yeah. We've had variables with paints and coatings change up out of nowhere. You know, the color is different. It's like, what the hell is this? It's the same color we've always used, but it's spraying different, you know. Right. So we run into just silly stuff like that where, you know, there's formulation variations. There's all kinds of weird stuff that occurs when you – bring stuff in from outside the, your existing environment, whatever it be, raw materials, everything. And you have to be able to adapt for that. And the longer you do it, the better you, your people get at it and the people get it because they've, they've seen it before, they've done it right. before. They, you know, they, and they instantly recognize a change and they go, oh, this is different, this is different, I can do this, make this a different temperature or whatever, You're right? So I mean, that's the beauty of experience where you know, you, there's nothing to think about. You don't have to figure out what you've already done, figured out in the past. So, you know, so we, we certainly do appreciate experience as well. We do appreciate experience. In, in, well, it's very in, helpful. In any industry. Yeah, absolutely. But you can't always expect somebody to have 10 years of high-end headphone manufacturing <laughs> experience. Yeah, well, it, that's the thing. It doesn't need to be specifically headphones, though. As long, I right. mean, experience, at least in some sort of technical way, yeah. usually helps. I mean, if you put together watches, that would be great. Like if you were yeah, from Switzerland, I think that would be great. You'd be very good at this. I think <laughs> um, for us, at least, it's pretty obvious that uh, somebody really needs to be able to get along with everybody else on the team because that's so intrinsic in how we operate. So we need a, a team player in the classic sense, and you need to be able to take criticism. And a lot of people just really aren't set up for that. You tell them, hey, I think you could do a little bit better on this, and they fall apart. So, Or they get pissed off. Yeah, right. That's the wrong Same reaction. Right? It's, you it's need not to about getting mad. It's about correcting the problem. Everyone's trying to help everyone, yeah, right? right. Yeah. And you, at some point, and we're not yelling at you about it. We're just telling you, hey, right. <laughs> we got to fix this. So, yeah. Because you're trying to ship, of course, world-class gear. So any trivial little defect is an issue. Yeah. And, of course, attitude. you always... It's all about attitude. Right. You try to improve everything you can. And sometimes somebody else that isn't doing what you're doing sees an obvious way to save you time and effort. Bottom line, you need to have a good attitude. Yeah. It's positive in small attitude. companies for sure. Huge. Mm -hmm. Huge. If you have 100,000 employees, maybe it doesn't really matter that much. Maybe you would like to have this, but it's impractical. Well, you, and you certainly can't walk into a building with a small as a small company and be the cloud. You, yeah, can't nobody be rain, wants that. you can't be raining on everyone's parade all day long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know? if you're always grumpy and stuff like that, nobody wants to yeah, deal with you. Yeah, it doesn't work. So, you know, that, that, that attitude is huge in a small company. Hell, it's huge in any company. Right, you know? but in a small company, it's pretty much required. Yeah, you need to have a positive attitude. You just need to get along and understand what everyone needs. Yeah. And you need to know what this is, too. Oh, you. <laughs> and you better know how to use it, too. Because mm. if you don't know what this is, you don't know how to use it, then you might be looking at barking up the wrong tree trying to get mm. an audio company. Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. but that's really only like a small audio company thing. If you were at a big company, it wouldn't really matter. Mm. Probably not. Mm -hmm. You'd be such a specialized task. It would be good if you knew what a speaker was. Well, maybe. Yeah. I think a lot of people figure it would be even better out. if you knew how it worked, you know, like a I dynamic guess, yeah. driver. Yeah, you make your own. <laughs> a coil wire and a magnetic field. Wow, if you knew all that. But that is the kind of thing that people would want to see, like yeah. us as a company. 
if you saw someone that submitted a resume, they had a little cover sheet or something like that. You play guitar? They say, mm. they talk about their instruments, their experience or whatever. Yeah. They talk about how I made my own speakers and stuff like that, the challenges, the problems, whatever. Uh, if it made it look like you were passionate about this thing, you actually cared, uh, that's very desirable because it, it pretty much means that you put thought into what you do. Uh, and that's the priority. People, people want someone, at least in a small company, that cares, uh, that I wants every to company. improve. What about Elon? He said it too, right? Elon came up with the same thing. He says, you don't necessarily have to have a PhD to work for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. He's looking for intuition. He's looking for imagination. Right. He's looking for think, people who think outside the box is what he's looking for. Well, although you know? I agree 100%, it is very challenging because for most people, it's extremely difficult for them to, to get across on paper without having met the person, that they're a person you want to hire. Well, it's the same with so the, the interview. Degree, the interviewer's got the same problem. You'll look yeah. at a resume, and it's a page or two. Right. And there ain't yeah. no way. i got to know something about you. Yeah, so you really got to put some sparkly words on that paper. It's tough. It's, it's <laughs> you know? critical. I think yeah. people don't quite understand how important it is. They, they look at the information on well, there. Well, the, the people that do get good at it, and, right. yeah. and, and they may weed out a good person, but that's the way it works. If you can't convey it on paper, you know, you're not going to get noticed. So that's kind of important. But it also depends on who's hiring you. At a smaller company, you are much more likely to not have like a hiring manager. You're more likely to have someone that knows what they're doing that's, that deals with the products and stuff like that hiring. Well, you the know? other thing that would help too is uh, resume 101. You better look it up and figure out how to write a resume because we've seen mm. some that are Yeah, not awful. exactly. Yeah, uh, they, big they ranges. did not follow a format, <laughs> yeah, right. which has existed for many decades. Right. <laughs> you know, you can't just nilly willy write shit on a page and call it a resume. You mm. have to follow the format. You can create your own unique format, which is kind of cool, but it better be consistent through the whole resume. Well, you know, you could really do whatever you want. It just needs to show passion, drive, understanding. And, and if you just have like a basic resume with two things on it, well, <laughs> It doesn't look like you're somebody that's interested. And maybe on a second page, put a picture of a photo of you holding a hammer. Mm. Yeah. That would Getting really work, ready to yeah. strike something. Mm. Here's my hammer. Yeah. <laughs> if you, we'll know if you know how to hit something. We'll know by the way you're holding it. We'll Actually, you kind of can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You'd be surprised. Well, and what type of hammer it is, too. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all kinds. It doesn't matter. It to be fancy. Then it is. got to... I mean, I'd go for a good hickory-handled freaking old school. Oh, hickory, hickory, huh? But you know, you know the head's going to fall off. It's sooner or later. Yeah, they loosen up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the fiberglass is probably snap, right? So I don't know how tough are they. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> are they tough? I've never had a long. They're pretty good. Yeah. yeah, the they wood ones are worse. Rough on your hands. Those fiberglass. Depends on what you're doing with them. Yeah, it'll you work. They splinter. Yeah. Yeah. So you see, it helps to know all, if you know all that too. That's great because mm-hmm. now we know that you used hammers before, and, mm-hmm. and then you've used them really use them i think people are going to be confused about this hammer thing mm. okay well enough said then i think i think we've given people enough clues how to work for a audio company well have we though now have at it more of like yeah. a small audio company is what we're talking yeah. about well yeah. all audio companies yeah. are small well they really i are. mean not not apple yeah you know, okay like, well okay <laughs> but you know what i mean you know the summary more or less is a degree doesn't necessarily matter but it is very helpful because what you're trying to do in a resume is communicate that I'm a person that will provide your company value. I could do something you need me to do. Uh, so a resume that actually has like coherent things in there that shows passion, uh, drive, understanding, ability to work together as a team, uh, that's very helpful, uh, more so than a degree. But um, a degree is another way to indicate that. So, you know, you yeah. can kind of do the best of both worlds and have – uh, mechanical understanding in addition to a degree. And well, then as long in, as you show a little passion, in you're in. In the end, though, 
now that we told everyone what to write in a resume, you're going to have to prove it when you get there. So mm. don't just write this stuff like a bunch of bullshit <laughs> well, <laughs> and, yeah. and think it's going to work out because you know, you'll be picked out like a sore thumb so really easy, yeah, rapidly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so don't we, waste everybody's time. In other words, you better you better live up to the to the hype if you're going to write it all down. You know what I mean? Yes. You got to be who you very are. Very much is a reality. We had a few people that came in here. They had a resume that looked pretty impressive. They had all this experience and stuff with that. And inevitably, they don't really know what they're doing. They couldn't hold the hammer. Right. They did not hold the hammer. So, That's where the test came from. <laughs> it ends right there, right? Yeah. And things have been added ever since. And then when we threw them at a chop saw, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think that's enough clues as to how mm. to get a job around here. <laughs> well, we could let them in on the secret. Yeah. If anyone out there happens to feel like they're a passionate considered individual that uh, is motivated to make good products and provide value to a company like ours, well, yeah. we're you, hiring. You happen to live in Buffalo, New York, or nearby? <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. We kind of yeah. got to be local. Yeah. Well, if you want to move. Yeah. But we have good, we have good skiing subset. here in the winter. And, well, you know, good, good skiing, nice well, summers. Mediocre Does, Doesn't get too hot. Gets we a little cold. mediocre skiing. Sometimes it gets cold. Yeah. Doesn't get that hot, but warm. Yeah. A lot yeah. of positives. Yeah. I don't know. It's I don't nice talk here. to Douglas. Yeah. It's cheap, cheap living. Well, relatively. Mm-hmm. I, I hear Buffalo is one of the most affordable cities in the country. And that yeah, everything's a lot much, worse now. But well. yeah, yeah. It used to be better. Yeah, it used to be even cheaper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now the housing's gone up a bit. But hey, you know, it is what it is. Got to catch up with the rest of the country. It's not as bad as a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. We'd want to be in California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So brush <laughs> up your resume. Yeah. Thanks, Send everyone, for watching. Hope that helps some people going forward in the future. Thumbs us up. <laughs> And uh, what else? Oh, I wanted to say something else. There's something about that. Oh, we keep forgetting. If anyone's got any ideas on future videos, our email, TOTL at abyssheadphones.com. TOTL for top of the line. TOTL at abyssheadphones.com. So, yeah, we we always need ideas. We want to know what you guys want to hear about. And obviously, we're good at blabbing on about just about anything. So throw it at us. Mm. Thanks, everybody. 